0: Alright, welcome to another Ember Weekend. I'm Jonathan Jackson and I'm Chase McCarthy and we are Ember Weekend and we're going to talk about some cool Ember stuff that is happening. Uh, we did an interview last week with Trent, which was really fun and, and awesome. Uh, and during the during the interim period, we have accumulated a little bit of a backlog of things that we want to talk about. So uh, I think we should probably just dive in uh, with this week's episode.
1: All right. So the first thing we want to talk about is RFC 213. Uh, and it's a, a custom component API. It has to do with low-level components. It seems to be geared toward making some uh, currently internal uh, component APIs public so that um, some interesting things can be done in add-ons, uh, such as um, iterating on angle bracket components, or uh, they mentioned that uh, LiquidFires animation helpers uh, could could make use of these to uh, have some performance benefits. Um, so this seems like something that is uh, geared toward like very intense... Uh, like animation or performance-sensitive uh, component work that is going to be done in add-ons. Not necessarily something you would be using in your everyday code, uh, but it's interesting and uh, you should probably take a look at it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I think, uh, like you mentioned, like this, this is a really detailed RFC. It's always really good to like, have, have an awareness of this, even if you're not necessarily going to be using it right away, because, you know, when you, when you do need this sort of thing, it's, it's really important that you know that they they exist and like where you can find information about them. Um, I, I think this is going to be really interesting for some of the more core add-ons. So I imagine, uh, liquid fire was mentioned and I think that's, that's going to be the one that will probably utilize this like extensively, uh, like kind of right out of the gate. Uh, And I don't know. It it feels it feels like uh, like they're trying to take some strides to make the the ability to like do some really cool things with components. So, um, yeah, so definitely check this RFC out. There's a lot of uh, really good information there. And, you know, always always welcome to get a few comments in there and some feedback. Michelle Santisario, uh from Code All Day released a blog post this past week, I think, outlining kind of how Ember Observer does code searching. And I know this is a thing that we do- we talked about back in episode eighty-eight, and uh, like we were kind of like wondering about whether or not it uses the GitHub search API, which it does not. Uh, and uh, it's a really cool outline, like of of like what what goes on in the Amber Observer Code Search, and it's actually really cool. Uh, so I kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, the first thing that they do is they, they index all, they have a cron job that actually runs and pulls out all new add-ons, downloads that, and indexes them with uh, Google, uh, what is it? Uh, Google's Google Code Search. Google Code Search, right. Yeah. So so they use Google Code, code Search to uh, to basically like get these indexes, and then they use uh, another tool provided by Google that allows them to search it as well. Uh, so ostensibly, they have like a little catalog of indexed add-ons that they're able to iterate over. And when you ask for or an index, and when you ask for uh, something, it will use this search tool to figure it out. Um, and the reason that's kind of neat is that it's ostensibly a better way to search uh, across add-ons than GitHub is, which is cool.
1: Yeah, I, I'm amazed at like the idea that if you think about how many Ember add-ons there are. And that means that like whenever they change, right? About like I said, it's uh, once a day. So if you make a change minimum in a day, that those changes will be reflected in their index. Um, but the, every add-on gets looked at for changes, and then if they did change, it pulls them down, scans through it, reindexes. And I, I'm guessing this is all running on some server that is the API they're they're hitting right. to get these results. But that's happening just you know just constantly. They're they're pulling these. Um, that's super impressive
0: yeah it's really interesting. I, I wonder how long that cron job takes. I bet I bet it takes quite a while. well, to
1: to do the first indexing, maybe, but like I think there's a lot of add-ons that you know they I mean, like no they, change. yeah they, they have no changes. but I mean, actually, you know that'd be interesting. You could build metrics of like how often add-ons do change. like what what percentage of add-ons actually change per day
0: right um, And yeah. that would be
1: an interesting metric to look at. And you there, yeah, there's
0: a, there's a lot of uh, interesting meta information that that you could you could pull out of the indexing stuff. But I mean, honestly, like it, that's like uh, ancillary to its primary purpose, which is like an, an awesome code search, and the code search is really good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So this was a really cool blog post. I really enjoyed uh, it, it, it. I really enjoyed it. It's it's like uh, it's not too deep. It doesn't go too too technical, which I think is really great uh, because this is something that. Uh, I mean, you can easily start talking about different searching algorithms and stuff and it would be unpleasant. But instead, it's it's this really good high-level view of like what's going on. And I think that it's really, really cool stuff. So um, yeah, I don't know. Like definitely check this out.
1: Yeah, actually, you know, you, you say it doesn't go too deep, but I think this is like literally all the code involved. Like, uh, oh, you think so? Uh, well, other than the fact that I think... The, oh, because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, once you actually have uh, all the code all the add-ons in a directory. Just running index over it, and then then running search for a term, relatively easy. But then there's this whole infrastructure around it, like the the thing that looks at every add-on, pulls them down if they haven't, right. if they have changed, uh, and then the thing at the there's an API level on top of this that is like calling through to C search. Um, that's that's also complicated. But but as far as the indexing goes, that's actually really simple, surprisingly simple. Because I yeah, mean, it's you great. Can, I'm thinking of like, uh, uh, Elasticsearch was is you know, crazy complicated to, to search a database, but searching files looks relatively easy. That's, that's impressive.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Definitely interested in looking in, at all the, all the different things you can do with the code search tool. I actually think I'll reach for it at some point and be like, Hey, I remember this thing. I'm, I'm going to try it. Um, but yeah, definitely check this, this blog post out. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I don't know, like use Ember observer because it's doing some really cool stuff. So, just a couple days ago, Matt Beale, um, Mixonic on Twitter and in GitHub and all the places, he released a a, uh, quest issue that is good for new contributors. Um, And it's kind of, it reminds me a lot of the Godfrey Chan's quest issue on the lead up. before last EmberCuff, I wanna say, uh, where there's this really detailed outline of like actionable steps that you can take to, uh, to contribute. So if you're interested in contributing, this is a really good place. Uh, <clears throat> if you're interested in contributing, this is a really great place to start. Uh, and the idea here is that right now the resolver, the default Ember resolver also allows like global lookup. So, uh, and this is because of Semver and some other things. Uh, and one of the things that's kind of a, a blocking area in this uh, migration away from the global resolver is that the tests all use Globals and uh, and like specifically um, they often use like ember dot uh, all caps templates or they'll use like app. you know foo controller which is uh, kind of an older style and uh, I think the main uh, thrust behind this the reason the, re- the reasoning is that they want, to be able to do like tree shaking and some other things that the global resolver kind of like hampers or just outright prevents. And this is like kind of a first step, but once again, the issue is really well laid out and it helps you to understand what's actually going on and there's actionable steps. So it's perfect for like, if you want to get your first contribution into Ember. So yeah, this is a, this is a great place to start.
1: Yeah, definitely. And if you have time to do this, um, I mean, each one of these issues is uh, uh, relatively short. I mean, or the issue itself is large, but each one of the tasks in this is they're relatively short. You could probably knock them out in a couple hours if you have any experience in Ember at all. Um, But if you're new, uh, you know, definitely reach out to somebody. Uh, The reason why these kinds of tasks get put together, um, any one of them individually could be handled by the people that are kind of familiar with the code base pretty quickly. Um, But it's not that they're like they're garbage work and they just don't want to do them it's, it's actually for partially for like growing the community of, of people who can contribute. So there, it's not like, don't feel bad if you don't know how to solve it, like reach out to somebody. The whole point of it is to, uh, uh, get other people involved in maintaining the code and, you know, get the community kind of behind all of the changes. So, um, so grab one of these, uh, if you're, and if you're at the contributor workshop, I imagine, um, some of these will be tackled. So yeah, uh, definitely. Maybe, maybe look at, look at the, look at them, get familiar with them before you go to the workshop, uh, and know which one you want, maybe tag it as yours and get ready to, to work on it as soon as you get there.
0: Yeah. And there's, there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff here. So I think this is a great little issue to, uh, to look at. And and once again, I mean, if you're, if you're like, Interested in contributing? This is like a really great way to kind of intro intro in and get to writing some code. I think uh, you know other avenues are obviously like documentation and some other things like that are really good ways to you know get familiar with how to to do this. But if you actually want to start you know writing some code and actually like making some some relatively sweeping changes to like Ember's test suite, uh, this is a great place to start. So uh, check it out. It's issue number fifteen zero five eight. Wow, that was a weird way to say that number. One uh, five zero five eight uh and uh, i think it's called it's a it's it's actually tagged as an epic and it's about uh, decoupling ember tests from the globals resolver so uh yeah check it out Uh, i think it's going to be really good stuff and uh yeah i'm excited and maybe i'll see you at the contributor workshop because i'll be there
1: i just realized that by mentioning the contributor workshop uh means we have to get the episode out either today or like early tomorrow right because in order for somebody to listen to it it happens on monday oh (laughs) so it's like so it's like we just like put like some time pressure
0: all right, so that's it uh, for this Ember weekend. Uh, we have a lot more things to talk about, but we are going to be traveling out to Emberconf starting. Uh, I'm I'm going out tomorrow. Are you heading out tomorrow, or Monday? Oh yeah,
1: like early, early tomorrow, like seven a.m. Oof,
0: man, brutal. Oh yeah, but you're in Texas, so it's not nearly as uh, as daunting of a flight as right. Yeah,
1: I'm like halfway there already.
0: So, uh, so yeah, Emberconf. I'm really excited about Emberconf. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see you there. I think uh, we we kind of made some some jokes about how we mentioned the contributor workshop, and that means that this episode has to get released uh, soon <laughs> because the contributor workshop is Monday. So, if you are hearing this, yeah, uh, and it, it hasn't already occurred, uh, you should uh, check it out.
1: I'll also mention this then, if we're gonna put this out, uh, pack rain gear because it's gonna be raining the whole time.
0: I don't own any rain gear.
1: It doesn't come. If this doesn't get launched Sunday, people are going to be listening to it like Monday or Tuesday, like crap. I wish they would have released this on Sunday <laughs> when I could have packed rain gear.
0: Totally. Totally. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, so that's it for this Ember weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to follow along with us uh, in the future, you can do so at Ember weekend, all one word on Twitter. Uh, we also have an RSS feed at emberweekend.com slash feed.xml. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I'm Jonathan Jackson. And I'm Chase McCarthy. And we'll see
1: you at EmberConf.